Podcasting from the CRW studio, this is the Two Drink Minimum with your hosts, Henny and Patron. Cheers, college football fanatics, and welcome to the Two Drink Minimum. I am Dan Patron, and with me as always is Kevin Hennigan. Tonight, a six-pack of the Halloween big games. Clemson matches up with Notre Dame's backup quarterback a week before matching up with Notre Dame's current quarterback. The little brother of Michigan heads to the big brother of Michigan. The Drinkwitz and his Tigers head to the Swamp. The Tigers and Bearcats and Power Six. Oh my! Texas heads to Stillwater to try to ruin the big, <laughs> to try to ruin the Big 12's chances of the college football playoff and the game of the weekend. Ohio State heads to Penn State. Predictions, analysis, winners, and more next on the two drink. Minimum. I couldn't get. I couldn't get through the Tigers and Bearcats and Power Six. Oh my! The, the, the oh my, um, Patron. That's what got me. Hey, um, beers tonight. <laughs> you got sound clips already. Right, George T- George Takei with an oh my. Anyways. Beers tonight. Okay, so beers tonight. We got. We got actually have beers sort of double sponsored we have beers tonight um we're drinking a pumpkin ale from our neighbors downstate at montauk brewing company montauk brewing company is a friend of the program through my buddy who owns fire island bicycle company they sent us some beers they sent us some beer sleeves for the on deck circle we'll get some pics over there up on facebook we'll get some links over to montauk brewing company and fire island bicycle company up on our facebook page you guys can check that out you can link over to them Seriously, honey, if you want to see some legit wheels, go to fibikes.com, Fire Island Bicycle Company. Their stuff is... I need a new bike. Their stuff is dope. I, the podcast needs... We need some more listeners before you're going to get a bike like this. Oh, but. I was just throwing that. I could use a new bike. <laughs> From, I do a lot of biking. Yeah, they could do like a Henny. He does a lot of promo bikes. Maybe you could do a Henny and Patron promo bike. Okay. Is this thing on? Yeah. Mike? Yep. <laughs> Mike? Henny and Patron promo bike. Please. Um... Kevin, Dan, you know, bang, Big Ten's back, Pac-12's coming. Forgotten aspect of last week is Mountain West is back, so there was so there's like late night games, you know, which is fantastic. It's starting to feel like college football again. You know that that one o'clock in the morning you're watching college football after having watched it for twelve hours plus. You're you're watching college. I don't know this this (laughs) Fresno State game is just way too good to turn out. It's gotta be another car brother. Yeah. There's gotta be right? it's one of them. I don't know, a cousin. There's more Some, of them. There's there's more Mannings. There's gotta be more cars. Good point. Um, so, you know, here we are, and and this week, as we look at Halloween, and I I texted you and I said it was funny because we thought Halloween was just so stacked with all of these relevant games. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Halloween is still stacked. Some teams, you know, we we had this Auburn LSU doesn't even make the six pack. Right. Does not even make not the big game six-pack. Would not ago. have thought that. No. You know, Alabama, Mississippi State, not even part of the Halloween six-pack. So some of what's happened, but then you have this Memphis-Cincinnati, which is an enormous Ooh. game. Yeah. I mean, I, for me, and, and we'll get to it when we get to that game, but just quick hot take, Cincinnati may be the closest I've ever seen one of those power six teams be at this point in the season to striking range for the college football playoff. 
They are number nine, and they are going to play two, maybe three more ranked teams this season. They got a head start. Yeah. That was that's what you need. Well, I, I mean, it, it, and, and they're good. They're good, and, but and, you also didn't have to compete with some of these other programs for eyes and the voters watching you. We'll get to that game, like you said, we'll, but that we'll jumping get to that out to game. the head start was huge for them. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, first game that we have, we have BC at Clemson. So, uh, just quickly as we go through the program, in case you didn't keep up on all the uh, the jocularity announcements of the games that we're going through, we're going through BC at Clemson, Michigan State at Michigan, Missouri at Florida, Um Memphis at Cincinnati, the game we were just alluding to right there. Texas at Oklahoma State and Ohio State, Penn State are the six-pack of big games we'll be going through. Start to start, you have BC, 31-point dog for Clemson. Kevin. Patron. Tell me what you see. I'll pour the Montauk pumpkin ale for us. Thank you from our friends down at Montauk. Pass me over your glass. Ah. I know we already tried one in pre-production. Delicious. We'll get another one going here. And Clemson is a 31-point favorite. So why is this making the six-pack here? We got you know, up-close look at Clemson watching them play Syracuse last week. And I wanted to get into this game because I just wanted to talk about Travis Etienne. Yes, Boston College, much improved. So what they've been able to do with that program has been impressive with a turnaround in a year that I would think would be really difficult for coaches to do that. We can talk about some of those pieces Boston College has, but I wanted to right away open up this show talking about Travis Etienne. What would Trevor Lawrence have been this year without him is a huge question mark. That I, I, I do wonder that. When it's I look not at a like, huge question mark for me. I, I have struggled? To, I think he's the same. I, I, I don't think no it's that way. much different. Was, no way. I don't think it's that much different. I mean, you could have – everybody said that about the wide receivers. and Etienne's their best player. These what. Etienne is the they best player. They brought back their best player. Etienne is the best player on the football field other than Tra- Trevor Lawrence, basically against anybody they'll play. Like, they'll have to play Alabama before he's not the second best I, player on the football field. I think he's the best but player. I on think the Trevor field. Lawrence is the best player on the football field. I, I think what Etienne, the difference this guy makes for them, he starts cramping up, and Lynn J. Dixon comes in, and they're trying to figure out the running game, and Syracuse is hanging around with you. What's that dude's deal, that, that Dixon dude? Like, I mean. He's not Travis Etienne. Uh, he, he's physically gifted, but he's just he, he, he doesn't just get it and go. He kind of scampers around. He thinks he's a scat back, but he's built like a power back. I, I'm not totally sold on him, and I, don't, I mean, I don't think he's ever going to be the guy at, at Clemson. No, I mean, you can see it when he steps in there. Trevor Lawrence has one of the best running backs to ever play college football in his backfield. So when you mix one of the best college quarterbacks we've seen, but Etienne is a guy who – he is rewriting the record books in college football in the ACC. He's going to be the all-time leading rusher in the ACC after this weekend, and there are you know, Hall of Famers that are sitting there. This program is unreal, and when you bring back a talented guy like ETN, I just think he is their most valuable player, and with him on the field, it's going to be really difficult for anybody to stop this offense. They rested guys on defense, Clemson. They were banged up on defense. Didn't even matter. When he came back in the fourth quarter is when they flexed their muscles and made their move and ran away from Syracuse. And, and to your point, Henny, what, what ETN is doing is I'd like to see how many, how many games in his career he's only played a half a game. 
or three quarters in a game. I mean, heck, for part of his career, he was splitting carries. So, I, I mean, your point about ETN is not lost on me. I mean, I'm not saying that he's he's not a huge mon- monumental piece to this. But what, what I see when I look at this team, you know, obviously ETN is incredible. But what Trevor Lawrence has been able to do, 70, you know, 70% plus, 1,800 yards plus, 17 touchdowns with only two interceptions, pitching in that four rushing touchdowns. Should have touchdowns been three. With, just with <laughs> With, I'll take the 17 and three as well. With, you know, Amari Rogers and Frank Ladson look like it's just business as usual. You know, I, I mean, I thought that Joseph Nagata was going to have a huge season. We don't even see him. We, we've barely even heard from him this year. And it's just business as usual for Trevor Lawrence. His numbers look the same. And maybe to your point, that is because the standard is ETN. And it doesn't matter who his receivers are as long as he has ETN in the backfield. And that may be a good point, but I just watched Trevor Lawrence play it. I don't know that I've seen very many college quarterbacks as polished as he is. Fields looks pretty good. And he's, I think Trevor Lawrence is a more polished passer than Fields is. If you're looking for downfield strikes, if you're looking Ooh, for being able, I watched able, downfield strikes at Ohio State Saturday. That looked pretty good. Yeah, there was nobody else in the screen besides for the Ohio State wide receiver, though. Um, you know, and, and look, I, I'm, that's not a knock on Fields. That's not a knock on Fields. I I think Fields is is also way high up there. We'll talk about him when we get into the next game. Right. But you know, when I look at so I mean we've we've sort of waxed poetic about this Clemson team. You got to spend a little bit of time with BC. Right. You touched on it. You know, look, Jeff Halfley, if he stays there long enough, I, I, I get the sense that somebody's going to swoop in and try to steal Jeff Halfley with he's what going he's done in point. one year at Boston College. But what he's done in one year at Boston College is has been impressive. Like, N- Notre Dame awaits. Notre Dame awaits. We, we talked about there's several games that could be a trap this week. I don't have this game as a trap. I have Clemson winning. Yes. Winning pretty easily. Yeah. I don't know that they cover the 31-point spread. I think my what I wrote down is 48-20, so I guess they don't cover. I guess they come a few points short of covering. Uh, I, I've expressed on the program before that I don't love betting these huge, huge spreads. As you saw with Syracuse I think Saturday. it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, they, you start, a punt, you a start sleeping, yeah. you know, like. But look, but this isn't Syracuse. You no, know, that's if very this, true. this is a trap game and they better be careful because Phil Jerkovich can play. I mean, he can play and this kid can beat you in a multitude of ways. They have a very good running back, although their running game has not ha- gained any traction this season. This past but week they, it did, finally. Finally. But so this is a team that can beat you if if they come out like a dog like they did against Syracuse. But I don't think this is a trap game. I think this is a rebound game because of what happened with Syracuse last week. It woke them up, and unfortunately for Boston College, that's going to be the Clemson that they get, and they're going to lose by four touchdowns, which, surprisingly enough, is a cover. Dabo brought it up in his post-game press conference. Like, what like what press conference is this? They won. What, they beat Syracuse by three, four touchdowns, whatever it was, and people are like, what's wrong with your team? Yeah. Like, they've got a rebound from a conference win where you win by four touchdowns. I'm with you. The Jerkovich kid is a nice player, but they're throwing the ball so much with him. They're 0-2 when he's throwing 50-plus passes. They're 4-0 and when he's gone under that. Well, and so it's prob- a rush. 
let David Bailey do his thing. It's still not going to be enough. Clemson has much more talent right now, and they're going to beat that. I think they beat them. I think they cover the 31 this week. I think Clemson yep. blows them out. But BC, like you said, they're a much better team than Syracuse, but Clemson is just loaded. And the only reason – and look – if you look at Boston College's numbers, they can throw the ball and they can defend the pass. They've actually they done it too much. They've actually done a decent job defending the pass. But to your point, they they don't run the ball well, or they don't run the they don't commit to the run. Maybe I love is David point. Bailey. I, I David Bailey's great. He was in our preseason dark horse. He was my preseason dark horse. They're barely using him. And the other problem that BC has this week is again to your point, Henny. They don't defend the run well. And if Travis Etienne is the best player on your team, which he's no worse than two, even if he's not, you're going to have some trouble with that. So if, you, if you're not going to run the ball and run some clock against Clemson and you can't stop the run, you're going to have a lot of trouble with Clemson. You're not going to be able to pull the upset no, against this team. Pick how you will on the cover. 52-17. Woo. So Clemson. that's a cover? I don't Just cover. give me the math. Okay. All right. That's a cover. Little brother at big brother. Although this is, you know, like Harbaugh, <laughs> he can't lose this game. He's that you know they'll have his khakis for this one if he loses. He this didn't wear game, khakis man. this past weekend. What did he wear? Jeans? No, he wore like snow pants. Warm up pants. Did he have snow pants? They he had snow on pants it. on. Yeah, they were like he had snow pants. Finally, on. he's not doing it. I had it. No, it I didn't have it with uh, with volume. Oh, uh, okay. I had it. There was music on. I was at uh, Middle Ages Brewing Company. The Michigan State Spartans lost to Rutgers. I, I mean, I I'm pretty sure that's analysis right there. I mean, I, I'm, I and I'm done. Bit. And I'm done. I mean, what else? What else needs to be said? You know, like you lost as a fluke. You lost to Rutgers. They're it's, better than that, though. Like, if you're going to think, like, when I look at that line of almost 25 points, give me Michigan State plus the 25 in this game because I think that Michigan was explosive against Minnesota. Right? They have never put up those types of points in the first half against, like, anyone ever, what they were able to do. Well, timeout, though. You want to say explosive. I don't know about explosive. I mean, 35 they're, points they're, in the first half is not explosive. running backs – ran over people their running game ran over people i didn't see much when i think of explosive i think of of these huge like passing plays when you think of like an explosive an ADR touchdown run as an explosive that was a run it's an explosive uh, it, it, play it was a run up the gut where they had where minnesota just had no dudes you're in the middle. sad minnesota did, lost did, i know what this is did you see what you're happened sad. no i actually have michigan covering in this game in the Minnesota game? Uh, in this game. I think oh, Michigan covers against Michigan State. I'm just saying the explosive offense, I need to see more than more from Milton and more from the wide receivers before I'm totally sold on this offense. This defense is good. This defense is definitely good. The Charbonneau and that running game, Charbonneau yeah. and crew are a great you know, group of running backs. Uh, Milton looks like he's got some good moves and can actually contribute to the running game himself. I want to see a little bit more of, of an aerial assault, you know, strong D strong run game, but I'd like to see 
more of an aerial assault before I can put this team with your Ohio State and with your Penn State or maybe even, you know, we saw Indiana beat Penn State. We've got to see if that's a fluke or what that is. But Michigan State is not in the class of any of those teams. Again, they lost to Rutgers. And running them over and playing strong D is going to be a recipe for success again. Uh, they cover. Sparty's going to see plenty of Charbonneau. They're going to see more than they care to see of Charbonneau in the Michigan running attack, and they lose 42-13. Michigan's going to win this game. Uh, Michigan State's defense is better than you're giving them credit for. Rutgers started on average at the 50-yard line in that game. That's where Rutgers' offense got to start every single time, right? So, I think this defense for Michigan. Well, they State didn't like is, spot them that either. Their offense stinks. There were seven their turnovers. Special team stinks. There yeah. were seven turnovers. Okay, against uh, Rutgers. Right. So I'm just saying your defense. If the if it's like we're questioning the passing game for Milton, right? We know they can run. The Michigan State defense. They're able to goal line stand. You're able to with a team starting at midfield. Well, they gave up thirty something points in that game to a team starting at midfield. So I think the defense is a little better than we're thinking because you did lose for Rutgers the Lombardi kid he picked up some you know empty calories 300 something yards passing Michigan's defense I think is outstanding they're gonna beat him I don't think they beat Lombardi's him Lombardi's great grandkid right is that what it is I'm pretty sure and Rocky that's pretty good great great grandkid maybe I think that it's gonna be a three touchdown game the 25 points to me is a lot I would probably stay away from that for the reasons you brought up is Michigan gonna throw the ball around yeah. or are they just we're going to pound it and control the clock, win this game. And who knows what Michigan State is? You have seven turnovers in a game. I have no idea really what your team is. I didn't watch it close enough to know exactly how every single turnover went. But I think Michigan wins this game by 20 points, and they're comfortable the whole time. Right, and Michigan is one of those teams that it they're not a dynamic offense. So you're right. You might be weary of that 24-and-a-half-point spread. You know, I – just when I look at it, I think that running game gets going enough. And from what I saw from Michigan State's offense, they're not going to be able to do anything against the Michigan defense. And so, you know, you may cover that 24 and a half point spread by winning 28 to 3. That'd be a great start for Michigan. Know, that'd be great. That'd be great. And they need it. And they need it. And you know what? The Big Ten needs it. The Big Ten absolutely needs it. The last thing the Big Ten needs is Michigan State to come out this week and beat Michigan. Yeah, then after losing to Rutgers, turning into the Big Twelve yeah. with your then you have your, Minnesota gone, Michigan losing. gone, Penn State gone. Wisconsin's All of a sudden, it's Ohio State and nobody else. Weeks. Yeah, Wisconsin. We'll get to them. That's that's a hot routes. Or game. will we? we just Do have we have that in hot our, routes? Well, we'll see. We have, yeah, we'll we'll refresh it. We'll refresh played. it and see if it's even being played. Game three. So we agree on the first two. All right. I got I, I have Michigan covering though, so okay. I don't agree with you totally. Uh Drinkwitz. Eli Drinkwitz makes it to the big board. Welcome. Missouri at Florida. And, and maybe and this was one of those games, Kevin, that you convinced me on where I said, you know, what what are those big six games? What's the six pack of big games this weekend? What are we looking at with these games? Missouri, Florida lands on there. And Missouri, Florida lands on there really because this is a knockout game for Florida. Like Florida has no margin for error anymore. They can't go into the world's largest cocktail party. And I'm still going to call it that. I don't know what they call it now. They can't go into that game with two losses. 
So here's where they are. They haven't played since October 10th. Uh, their coach just mentioned that when they returned to work on Monday, it had been two weeks since they practiced, three weeks since they've played. You know, oddly, every team, every time that happens, it seems to not be an issue. Yeah, whatsoever. we watch Bills Titans. Yeah, like uh, every yeah. time it happens, they're like, "Well, geez, that team's going to be." That's rested. all I think about is watching doesn't the matter. Titans smash yeah. the Bills and go. Houston oh. smash Tulane. Like, it, it just every time, right. it doesn't matter. You're like, "Well, maybe you're fired up when you come back." Air Force excited. has never even played, and Navy's already played four games. Smash. Yeah. Yeah. You know, every time we bring it up, it it seems to not be an issue. But look, that is weird. Yeah. Eli Drinkowitz is on his way. Drinkwitz is on his way to the Drinkwitz Club. He refers to Tuesdays as Toughness Tuesday. Did you hear that? He, I did. He calls Tuesdays Toughness Tuesday. So maybe it's Drinkwitz on Toughness Tuesday. Yeah, that, They're not playing that on could Tuesday, be. unfortunately. For yeah, me. but that you could drink with Henny and Patron oh. on Toughness Tuesday. Okay. We yeah. podcast I'm on not Tuesdays. Tough, though. <laughs> maybe Eli is. Kevin, tell me what you see on this thing. I mean, obviously, there's the Kyle and Kyle show. I don't want to get into all of my stuff. You get into some of yours. For, I mean, you want the kids want to talk about Florida uniforms because they're going throwbacks with the F on there. So the kids, for the kids, they're going to love the Florida unis this week when they tune in. Missouri, Florida sneaks up on us. Missouri's, I did not think, and you can bring in Arkansas in this conversation too. For some of these teams, I think it's your first year in an SEC school. In this type of situation, I guess like we talked about Boston College, I assume your team is going to really struggle. It's got to be an impossible situation. He's got a freshman quarterback that is playing well for him. Missouri's won two of the last three at the Swamp, so they're not afraid to go there. This is a program that understands how to go down to the Swamp and win games, and they have Larry Roundtree. So we want to start giving Missouri a chance here. Yes, Florida is a top-10 team in the mix, but – Missouri deserves our respect. The sum of the wins that they have had, they control the clock. They know who they are. They have the game manager, quarterback, like smart, let's stay safe, keep Florida honest. Then we pound the ball with Larry Roundtree, and we milk the clock. That's what Missouri likes to do. Florida is more talented than Missouri, but Missouri is – they should be in this conversation. of This is a winnable game for them. They've proven that they're – they can play with these SEC teams like Florida who can't stop anybody. I mean, Florida's and, – and that's where you hit it right there. Florida has struggled to stop anybody. I, I mean, their their defense has just been putrid. And you talked about Larry Roundtree the third, LR3. Three LR3. You talked about him. You know, look, redshirt freshman Connor – you, we looked this up before. Bezalak. Yeah, Bezalak. I, I, every time I watch his games, they're like, Connor. And I'm like, you just Beatty. say his last name. Bezalak. I mean, look, this kid is – he's only been the starter for two games. He's played the he played the bulk of a third game. They're 2-0 and since they made the full-time switch to this kid. He was the top pro-style quarterback coming out of the state of Ohio with a super athletic family. Both of his sisters play D1 sports for, at Duquesne. This kid is over 70% on his passes, almost 900 yards, passing four TDs, one INT. And again, this is in two-plus games, close to three games, I guess you could maybe say. But this kid has come to play. You're the math teacher. I don't know, th- close to three games, 893. That's almost 300 yards passing a game. Yeah, that's pretty Carry close. Carry the five. 
I, I mean, this this offense. You know that. Do you know that Missouri? Then on Missouri's defense, you know Missouri has a guy, Nick Bolton. Yeah. With forty three tackles already, that dude has thirty two solo tackles already. I don't think Florida has thirty two tackles on the season. <laughs> well, he's going to match up with Zing. Pitts. That that's Hot a matchup. I want to see that kid. I want to see Bolton match up with Pitts. That's what I'm really looking forward to here because the Kyle show has been off the radar for a couple weeks, and Pitts was getting a lot of that love. He was catching four or five touchdowns per game, I believe. I right. could be wrong on that, but I think he has 34 <laughs> touchdowns a, in three games. There's a niner um, in there. But that's I, Nick Bolton, kid. He's an NFL guy. Easily could have opted out. They were able to keep him there. He's got first-round talent for the NFL. So I want to see if they're able to match him up with Pitts because no one's been able to stop him. And the rap on Bolton is he can stop the run, but he's also solid in pass coverage. So this yeah. is your big ace. Let's see you match up. I don't think they have enough. Missouri's not going to be able to get the pressure on Kyle Trask, and that kid is precise. He's doing a great job this year for them. They are fine with Larry Roundtree, you know, having a nice day and rushing for 120, 130 yards. They can live with that. Control the big plays from Missouri. Missouri's not going to take a lot of shots. Florida wins this game, 41-21 kind of thing, I believe, but it's not a blowout oh, you, start to finish. You got him on a cover. You've got Florida is, on a cover. It's a thirteen point. Yeah, I would take thirteen point. Missouri game. can't get the pressure on. So pressure. I've been. So I've. I've been sort of picking on Florida, but I. I, I do also. <laughs> I do have them winning actually yeah. when it comes down to it. But I have. Uh, you know, I'm going to take Missouri to cover. I, I'm going to. Missouri keeps it close. I have Florida winning by a touchdown, eight nine points somewhere around there. Let's call it uh, thirty-eight to thirty. 38 30 That's 38 31 I, whatever 38 31 let's 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 go there it both teams can score i think both teams do score florida can't stop anybody they're giving up 500 yards a game they've given up 33 points per game the only team that didn't score so they gave up 35 to mississippi 41 to texas a&m and 24 to south carolina so they're just letting everybody score gobs of points. And Missouri is is putting up points. Missouri's doing fine in that category. I do not see Bolton or really anybody in college football being an answer for Kyle Pitts. Not with Kyle Trask and how accurate he is. Kyle Trask has been very impressive to me. He's he's really one of those guys that I'll be interested to see with that NFL combine and some of that NFL stuff next year where he falls on that list of quarterbacks because his attributes, he's not an incredibly strong-armed guy. He doesn't you know, throw that 90-yard bomb, but boy, is he accurate. Boy, does he have a good grasp of the offense, and he distributes to his guys well. That's going to be enough to get it done, but give me Missouri to cover. Bolton makes another 50 tackles. Roundtree has a decent game. The freshman, QB, Connor B, has a decent enough game to keep it close. All right. And Florida can't stop anybody. That's true. Maybe they figure it out on defense. We'll see. Don't see it. Where are we at next? It's a big one. Memphis at Cincinnati. Cincinnati is favored by seven in this game. This game is huge. I mentioned it at the beginning of this program. Cincinnati is scratching, you know, at the door of the college football playoff, maybe more than any other team ever has from a non-Power 5 conference before. And the main reason for that is they have a secondary 
hot take that may be the best secondary in college football. Wow. Georgia doesn't like that, but I'm they're very good. There's no other secondary in college football, Henny, that had three preseason Jim Thorpe Award watch list guys. This this team does. This team does. They both safeties and their cornerback are all on that watch you list. You love Ahmad Gardner. Right. Derek She's Derek Forrest and James Wiggins, cornerback Ahmad Gardner. Ahmad Gardner isn't even eligible for the draft at the end of the season. He's only a sophomore. He got picks in three straight games. And both their safeties are the size of linebackers. Have you watched these guys play? Yes, I have. It's incredible. It's incredible. I mean, you're talking about uh, you're talking about Nick Bolton being able to cover Pitts. I'd love to see one of these safeties lock up on Pitts and see what happens there. Maybe that's something that happens on another day. Ooh. But that's where the these bowl. guys become very, very interesting. They hold SMU to 13 points. SMU had. Can we talk about that SMU, game for a second? SMU had 43 points per game in the five games prior to that. I know they're missing their star wide receiver, but they got they got just smoked. That beatdown fell under the check. radar with the big with the Big Ten coming back. Now you and I are college football junkies. All right, let it be known. So we're paying attention to all this stuff. I totally understand the casual college football fan sleeping on what Cincinnati did to SMU because you did have schools like the, the Penn State ending. You had Michigan showing up, Ohio State. I, I told what Wisconsin did Friday night. I understand. But Cincinnati, the smackdown they laid on SMU, I did not see coming. I thought SMU was going to beat Cincinnati. I thought it was going to be, at the very least, a tight game. And that thing was over from jump. That was over from the beginning. SMU could not hang with them. It was those two teams were nowhere even close. I did not see that coming. And to and, those two teams. And, and to your point right there, I mean, I thought SMU was going to score points. Yeah, I thought SMU was going to score points. I thought Cincinnati might struggle to score points because they have not, you know, scored a, a bevy of points against a lot of teams not named South Florida, but. Uh, you know, Cincinnati looked looked great yeah. the other night, and I, I'm looking at more of the same here, Henny. Yes. You know, like does does it remind you of anything with Memphis's top wide receiver, who uh, Demonte Coxie, who opts out and declares for the draft? He says, "I'm out." So Memphis is going to be without their top wide receiver, and they have been for what a month. Right? They, they have the dude's been out for a while. Right? No, no, no. Just 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 the one game. They 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 were able to beat UCF. In a defense optional game without, without Coxie. Yeah, but that was like. But that a was month the ago, first game that they played without yeah. him, and, and they looked fine. Okay, lacking Coxie in that game, they're able to win it again. Defense optional game. You lack Coxie in this game against that Cincinnati secondary. You know, now everybody now you have a guy like Ahmad Gardner who gets to cover Calvin Austin the third. Instead of Coxie and Kelvin Austin the third is going up against the second corner. So when you knock all of these guys down, the matchup is just a problem. You know, Sean Dykes, their tight end, I think he caught the game-winning pass in the UCF game. Sean Dykes is a converted wide receiver, plays tight end for Memphis. The dude's a beast. He's he, he's a good tight end. He might even be an NFL, you know, draft pick tight end. But that's a problem. The Cincinnati lineback the Cincinnati safeties, who are the size of linebackers, are a problem for Sean Dykes. 
You know, so Brady White, as good as he is, Calvin Austin III, as good as he is, Sean Dykes, as good as he is, you know, this Memphis offense, as good as they are, they experience the same problems that SMU did. And I, I, I see a very, very similar result, a very similar result. I guess so long as you get the good Desmond Ritter. You talk about you got I mean, the good Ritter. You could talk about your boy Ritter. I, I've been a sort of I've lumped Ritter with Jared Garantano in the past. Oh, that's so disrespectful. <laughs> so I don't know. You can't you know, do that, no. <laughs> right? You take that back. Do you? Right? I I you know I do take it back, man. Like he's he. He looked good. I, he, good I take it back for a week. He looked good enough. And maybe he's like, got, Donovan McNabb used to puke all the time. Maybe Desmond Ritter just needs to puke. That's because, you know, by the way, nervous. I, did you watch the Cincinnati Memphis game on the YouTube key plays? Was Ritter puking one of the key plays? <laughs> did they, did they like have that as like 17? I hope Ritter so. pukes. I, I, they do a 18 great job on Ritter TV runs for that. 90 yards. He runs for 90 yards, like right after he loses his junk in the, in the, in the garbage can. I, I don't, I don't know if you set a score or what you thought it was going to be. I don't think Cincinnati's going to put up the points in this game to blow them out. The way you beat Memphis is through the air. They're giving up more passing yards a game than anybody else in the country right now. They're dead effing last in passing yards per game. Memphis is that's not Cincinnati's plan of attack Cincinnati's leading receiver on the season four games their leading receiver on the season has 10 catches is it Michael Young Jr. For, no for the entire season they have 10 catches for your leading receiver to me <laughs> that doesn't make sense you're I or believe no, the word is. I believe the them. word is you're incredulous right now. There's a you Jackson want that 50-cent word? Probably, I think you always make guys. fun of my words. Incredulous. I'm gonna go. Henny is old man term. Henny okay. is incredulous. So you know, I think there's two guys with ten. So probably Young is one of them. So two, ten catches on the season. So they're not gonna try to beat them through the air. I'd love to see Ritter throw it up in the air. But it's not his game. See, I did. They were throwing up in the air. Bring, bring in Ben Bryant. No, why would you bring? No, you're winning. They're gonna win this game, twenty-seven to twenty, kind of thing. So it will be close enough. But I think Ritter is good enough. The defense is great. We can't forget what Memphis did against UCF a few weeks ago. So Memphis has talented players. Memphis is able to. That's another. SMU, Memphis, and UCF are defense optional teams. Cincinnati plays defense, man. Yep. No sale, no deal. This is the same outcome as last week. Cincinnati wins 35-17. I've got like a 27 to 20 kind of game. They Cincinnati win cover. also wins. Win and cover. In this game. All right. So I think we've been a little different on like the scores here, but we have the same winners. Same so winners, far. different. Maybe we're going to shake it different up What's next? Texas, mm. Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's the only undefeated team in the Big 12. Obviously, that's that's something that's that's been well documented. Everybody, this is sort of a a dog eat dog conference. Kevin, what do you see here? There's a Big Twelve. Big Twelve. I think this is a Sun Belt eat dog. Conference. Dude, this, dude, does the Big Twelve keep their hopes alive here? I I liked what I saw out of Oklahoma State against Iowa State last last weekend. That was a great game. That was a really good game. That was like that was like an NFL game. Did it remind you of like an NFL game? The way that it was just. Defense was actually happening. It didn't you, feel like you, a Big Twelve game. That's you know, for sure. like defense was going down, plays were being made. You know, there was like playing field position game here and there. It reminded me of an NFL game. 
It wasn't like yeah. batty like a like a college or like an SEC game. It like was a, you had outstanding running backs. Both teams are like the Hall kid Hubbard. These are outstanding running backs that they have. Outstanding. The quarterback play. Spencer Sanders returning is what you want to see. We were hoping that that kid was going to be He's only going to play better. He's yeah, only going to play better. I'm with you. He, it was a little rusty, a few interceptions mm-hmm. in that game, but he's only going to get better. So you want to see, at least I want to see, I don't want to tell you what you want to see, but I want to see Oklahoma State with their best quarterback. So Illingsworth held it down. Great job. That's a hold in baseball or something, right? What they call, whatever they call that, right? He came in. Yep. Did a good job. It's held a, it. It's not a win. It's not a save. It's a hold. Right. He did a yep. hold. So Sanders comes back in. Love what he brings to this offense. And I'm with you. That game, it was not like some fluky Big 12 game where it's Texas Tech playing Texas and both teams score 70 points. This was two real good football teams offensively and defensively. And the Oklahoma State defense, they lived up to the they lived up to the hype. So it's not just Big 12 football like we've seen before. They have a very good defense. Oh, I mean, we talked about it coming in in, our, in the Big 12 preview show when we reviewed Oklahoma State. We talked about the amount of starters that they had coming back on this defense. You know, roll back the tape, play it back, go ahead, play it back, and, and, and listen. We talked about the returning starters on this Oklahoma State defense, and, and we talked about them in terms of can they grow. Because we didn't actually, you know, Oklahoma State's defense was was good, not great last year. So when you return a bevy of guys from a good, not great defense, the question is, do they take that step forward? You know, everybody knew about this this trio of offensive players that they have. But can those defensive guys with their returning starters take that step forward? That has been answered in, in the affirmative, absolutely. And they're going to need all that they have against a Texas team that is fantastic at offense. They don't play any defense, but Texas They're plays. They're cool with that. Totally cool. Well, you guys oh, practice Although defense? I don't think Texas is cool with that, man. Like, well, I, like Texas, Texas fans yeah. have to be well, like. Well, Texas fans are we, not dude, We want to win like 14 to 10. Like we just want to like. The other team to be injured at the end of the game, like that, they're, they're they're not looking. They're, they're the original three yards in a cloud of dust conference, you know. And now it's like defense optional. This isn't cool. They're, they're not looking for that. And Oklahoma State's playing some defense, and they bring some offensive playmakers to the table. You mentioned Chubba Hubbard. You mentioned Spencer Sanders, who's back, healthy. Guess who's back now? He guess who's back now? He's Spencer's back. <laughs> Now he's played a game. Yeah. So where where do you see this going? How do you see this shaking out, man? Sam Ellinger? The, the Big 12 is not going to like this. Oh. Hey, you're the Big Uh-oh. 12. You want Oklahoma State running table to get in the dance here. I'm, I'm going with Texas here, Patron. I love Oklahoma State. I, I love what we have with these guys. They've beat Texas seven of the last ten. So they're not a team that's like looking at a, a – you know, a big program like Texas and being intimidated. But what you saw from Texas, they shut down the run against Baylor. They committed to the run themselves, which I thought was important for them. They're not trying to throw the ball 40-plus times. You've got Ingram, Robinson, Johnson. You have your quarterback, Sam Ellinger, can run the ball. I'm going to take Dicker the kicker for a walk-off win, 36-34 here. And the Big 12 is just decimated. They're just so sad. Yes, we love the Texas one, but Texas, where they have two conference losses, and then they take down Oklahoma State this week. It hurts me a little bit to say it because I'd love to see Oklahoma State continue to win 
and be in that mix later on. I, I like following this team. But I think Texas actually pulls off the win here in the game of the This is going to be the best game of the weekend, in my opinion. A walk-off win for Texas, but this is must-see TV. Back and forth all day. Great players, great plays all over the place. This is the one. If you're going to pick a game to watch this weekend, I'm picking Texas-Oklahoma State as that game. Uh, it, you know, it's it's... It's, it's a good point, Henny. I mean, this is going to be the game of the week. I would have Texas beating Oklahoma State if this was played at noon and it was Big Ten at noon, but it's not Big Ten at noon. This game is going to be played Four. at that 4 o'clock time slot. So it's going to sort of get your costume us. on. It's going to ease us in. You're going to be wearing a costume, oh my. and it's going to ease you in. You're going to have a pumpkin or something like that, maybe a Montauk pumpkin ale you're going to be sign me you, up you, you have your you have your pumpkin ale you have your your fall beers you're going to be start to ease into that it's your four o'clock game give me oklahoma state by a touchdown hmm. i got them 34 27 they're going to take this texas hasn't won in stillwater you mentioned all of those stats seven of the last time texas has not won in stillwater since 2014 you know it's a it's 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 a bugaboo that they've got to get over and they're not going to get over it this week. And that defense is the difference. I don't think Oklahoma state's offense is that much worse than Texas's offense. Oh, and yeah, Oklahoma is, state's yeah, yeah. and Oklahoma state's defense is far superior to 12 Texas's points defense. per game. They're giving up Patron. I they're going to give up more than that. Oh yeah. 34, 27. I've got a little aside for you here though. I got 34, 27. Doing my watching, you know, let's talk about YouTube TV and you're watching games and all that kind of stuff. So I was looking at Baylor, Texas. You, do you know what your boy Terrell Bernard? That's your guy. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you know what he did this past weekend against Texas? 15 tackles. 15, please. 19 tackles, <laughs> one sack, two tackles for loss, one pass defended. So Baylor, not part of this conversation right now or this week at all, but Terrell Bernard that's is my a guy big that, 12. That's my Big 12 Defensive Player of so the Year. So I keep an eye on him for you because his big stats are outrageous. <laughs> that's my quarterback. 19 tackles, and then he's defending passes, sacks, tackles for loss. So just that has nothing to do with this yeah. game, really, except watching the, guy's the game. The insane, man. I kept seeing him make the guy's plays. insane. So anyways, you can move on. But I just I wanted you to pat you on the back for Terrell Bernard. He had a big day for you this week. And, and Henny, we had him last We had him last year. Well, because his numbers, last you couldn't ignore him. Last year we were numbers. talking to him. Last year we were talking to him. We were you like, ignore him. hey, have you seen this sophomore who's <laughs> like – and what was the deal with him? They like weren't even playing him in the first half of the season. Second half of the season, they like put Same. him in. We're like, have you seen this dude who has 70 tackles in the last three games? Right. Kevin. Coming off the bench, tackling dudes. Howdy. Howdy. You can't do that, Terrell. What are you doing? Game. Is this, I mean, this is supposed to be the game of the week. You, you've sort of already let the cat out of the bag that you thought Texas, Oklahoma State was going to be the game of the week. But Ohio oh, shoot, State, Ohio this State. This could be the game of the week, Dan. <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Wait, whoa, don't go to bed yet. <laughs> yeah. Don't go to bed yet. Stay up and watch this game. This is Ohio game. State versus Penn State. Penn State is at 12 and a half point underdog. Mm-hmm. And I understand okay. that they, you know, tough loss to, to Michael Penix in a Iowa loss. and Indiana uh, last weekend. Is that surprising to you, though? 12 and a half points? I, I was having a conversation with our Penn State um, expert, DZ, today. Who, about burns, this. Did he burn his Penn State jersey? No, not at all. He actually weekend? thought they played well, I, and I'm with him. Last weekend? I didn't know if part. he. 
No, I said fans don't he do at that. At least threw it against a wall, though, right? If this is what makes you as a Penn State fan burn your jersey, if this is the hill <laughs> they didn't you lose to, to Rutgers, die on, they didn't lose to Rutgers. There's been some things in the past, Dan, that you could have chosen to opt out as a Penn State fan. If it's a loss against yes. Indiana, then that's like and Michael anyways, Penix. Anyways, but. This is supposed to be a whiteout this that we game, were supposed to be at this we game. We should be at this so game. That stinks. At the whiteout yeah. last year, for, I had to experience that for the first time. It was incredible. Wanted to do it again this year. So that will hurt a little bit. But this game couldn't come at a better time for Penn State. This is exactly what Penn State needs this weekend. It's a shortened season. You don't have a lot of time to mess around with these conferences that were just starting. So if you're Penn State, this is what you wanted. You want a chance this weekend to get back into the conversation so please bring us ohio state i didn't think penn state played bad last weekend i i, I know you're in indiana you, you like the indiana team and they're fine but it was a fluky loss for penn state i think penn state is better than indiana i know that's kind of dumb to say the week after indiana beat them i think penn state just had some things happen with the missed field goals the penalties the dude not take you know Franklin said they talked about it. He's not going to throw one of his players under the bus. But right. that guy goes down, the game is over. The game is done. Yeah. you know. So it's one of those situations where you lose sleep. If you're Franklin, probably for the rest of your coaching career, you lose sleep about that game. Ohio State, though, man. Like, when you talked about the spread, I believe Ohio State can win this game by a couple touchdowns, and it's still a good game. Like, they win this game, they get maybe a late touchdown or something like that, but it's still going to be a good game, right. but Ohio State is better. Yeah, I mean, you always think of, like, you know, 12 and a half points, like a two-point spread, a 12-point spread as being this huge spread. But I've seen fantastic games yes. that ended, you know, 35-21. That's why I'd stay away from it. If I'm, a, I'm not know, a betting man. If I was, I wouldn't touch this. The, the, the interesting thing here in this game, one of the interesting things in this game is, is some of the injuries. You know, Chris Olave is not going to play. He is out with an injury. I didn't know that. Noah Kane is out for the season. Dan, can we hold on a second? The Noah Kane train is out for the season after they already lost Journey Brown. Did you listen to our Big Ten preview? Because <laughs> in our Big Ten preview, I was going to go, Journey Brown is my offensive player of the year. And that day, You're he right. was out for the year. So I went, Noah Kane. So I said, Noah Kane, You're offensive player of the jinx. year. Now, he's out for the year. So what I'm telling you right so now. So don't pick a new offensive player Kayvon okay. Lee, running back, oh, Penn State, oh, will Kayvon. be the best running back in the Big Ten this year. I want a lot of Kayvon Lee. Feed number 24 for Penn State, the ball Saturday night. Kayvon Lee, he'll be on the IR Monday. It's you know, but that's that's tough. That's 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 a tough that's a tough thing for Penn State because when when you're Penn State going into this season, your running back crew was deep. It was your wide receivers that you were concerned about. Right. Right. You you lost KJ Hamler. Um, you had the Slade kid transfer. You know, you you were concerned about that wide receiving core, but you knew you had Fryermuth the tight end. And you had some of these running backs, you know, Noah Kane, Journey Brown, and these guys. As Devin Ford was supposed to be your third string running back, and he had to be the man the other night. Right. As as this crew that are no longer available. Heck, you lose this game, Fryermuth might just opt out. We've been seeing that. We've been seeing that. That like after. Okay, I came back for national championship aspirations. And if we're not going to be there, I'm just going to opt out and go do the NFL thing. We've been seeing that on a couple of teams, um, you know, where and you can't fault the kid. If the juice isn't worth the squeeze, 
You know, I mean, it, make it, that it, money. If there's some COVID stuff going on, there's it's some not there's some reason. injury stuff going on. Opt out. It's fine. So, uh, but look, Penn State's in a in a world of trouble if they lose this game because this that they're they are gonna just be knocked to essentially an irrelevant status with with how Michigan has looked. They already lost to Indiana, so mm-hmm. we'll see if Indiana's for real. But I mean, you lose this game and you're looking at potentially finishing fourth right. in your division. When you had national championship aspirations coming into the season. That's why I think this game actually increased in its, I don't know, hype, relevant. If they're both undefeated going into this game, yes, the lead up is like, oh, they're both 1-0. and But if they were both 1-0, and the loser of this game is like, well, yeah, we lost to a top 6-7 team, whatever. Handle our business. Let's see what happens. Penn State, like you said, their season is on the line in this game. Can they bring the pressure? Fields looked very comfortable. The receivers, yeah, so if Olave's out, they have Wilson, two freak of nature wide receivers. How the one dude, I can't pronounce his last name, but the catch the kid made in the back of the end zone where his entire body was like out of bounds, but then he dragged a foot. Yep. But like the laws of physics, I've watched in slow motion. It doesn't make sense because his whole body is out of bounds. And he like reaches his right foot back in and touches it in. But his whole, uh, anyways, that was pretty crazy. I, can the Penn State defense bring it this weekend? The Penn State defense was outstanding against Indiana. Indiana put up 200 yards against this team. So Penn State has a great defense. Shaka Tony bringing the pressure. We saw it against Indiana. Lamont Wade forced three fumbles, I think, in this game last yeah. year. Had another fumble and interception. Yep. So they have some guys that can make plays. They're just slightly undermanned. If they had Parsons, if they had Brown and Kane, then we're going to a coin flip, I think. But I've got Ohio State winning this game 34-20, to 20, pulling away at the end. Unfortunately, Penn State, a team that I was really high in coming into this year, like two weeks into the season, maybe you can spoil Michigan season. That's what we're looking at yeah. for you going forward. It's kind of a bummer. You jerk. That, I, I had that same score. Uh, so you uh, say you're brilliant. Another thing Another thing to take a look at. It, yes, it, I will. It, it, as you're considering this game, as, as you're looking at, at, at picking this game, the Ohio State defense did show sort of a kink in their armor. They allowed, uh, let me just get this straight, 77 yards rushing for Adrian Martinez. And then the McCaffrey kid came in and had another 87 yards rushing. So they allowed 165 yards rushing. Dan, they gave up 210 yards rushing in that game? To the quarterbacks, though. 165 yards rushing to the quarterbacks last last game against Nebraska. Sean Clifford ran for 120 yards against the Hoosiers last week. Best of his career. And hey now, you know, if if Ohio State is – overcompensating in that secondary for all those guys they had to replace. They're playing a lot of zone. They're dropping in coverage. And some of those pockets are there for rushing. You wish Noah Kane was there, obviously. I you do. wish jo- jo- uh, Journey Brown was there, they have obviously. Lee. But look, Sean Clifford is no slouch either. 120 yards last week. And you're, you're absolutely spot on about the defense last week. When you look at Indiana and you go, oh, Indiana upset Penn State, you go, Chase. Michael Panix probably blew up. He didn't. He was actually no did. not good. 
No one did. Scott ran for 50 yards. Yeah. Like that I, offense did nothing. Nothing. So, you know, I to, to your point, Penn State didn't play poorly last no. week. And we wouldn't even be having this conversation if they would have just kneeled the ball. Yeah, Devin absolutely, goes down, or the kicker it, makes a field goal. Absolutely correct there. And there are some chinks in that armor. I, but I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Like it, I'm just saying, if you're a Penn State fan, there are some aspects of this game that I think are exploitable. Unfortunately, again, just, just – the guys that opted out for Penn State this year, and you can't fault them. I mean, Micah Parsons is going to be one of the better linebackers in the NFL next year. I mean, it's that, like an that, Isaiah Simmons. That thing dude is got it, that, that dude's insane. You know, and, and and the injuries to the running backs add up. Chris Olave's out for Ohio State. That could hurt, but they have the number one recruit yeah. now we get to see some in the Fleming country. Action. We got Julian Fleming, yeah. the number one recruit in the in the country at wide receiver, as well as as Garrett Wilson, and they, you know that that's as good of a wide receiver yeah. duo as anybody Ohio has. Too not named Alabama. Ohio State's too talented. They have become the 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 Clemson of the A uh, the ACC, the Alabama of the SEC, maybe even more so. And this it, it's just not going to be Penn State's day with all of those opt outs. I have Ohio State winning and covering. I actually had the same score as you. I hope I it's can change to 20. it. No, I don't can, change it. We're all in on thirty four to twenty. Can you make a bet on the final score? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You, you, right, let's ship the you chips probably on win four twenty. You'd probably win like a, a, a ton of money on, on um, that. It's a lock. It's But it'll still be – I don't think Ohio State runs away nights. If Ohio State does that, if Ohio State boat races Penn State, then I, I, that would surprise me if that happened. It'd be impressive. It, it, it'd be impressive. I mean, the pollsters have already taken note of Ohio State. They've already jumped them up in the polls to probably where they should be. I mean, talent-wise and the eyeball test it, it has them – cfp rankings so but if they boat race them i would be surprised but that would be that would just be they're they're jumping right up into that solid three position in the cfp and fields is talking heisman listen honey a quick word from our sponsors before we check out here yankee builders yankee builders was formed over a decade ago by luke randall Corey Green. Both grew up in families with an extensive construction and carpentry background. It is that lifelong background and family approach to the business that they bring to each and every job they do. Yankee Builders set out in every job to make the homeowner's dream for their home come true. Their services include roofing, siding, windows, doors, bathrooms, kitchens, decks, new construction, additions, and residential remodeling. Whatever job, big or small, Yankee Builders will make your dream Vision, become reality for your home. Call them today at 315-247-9144 or visit them online at yankeebuilderscny.com. And remember to tell them Henny and Patron sent you. Henny! Patron. That is all I have for tonight. A special thank you tonight to Yankee Builders, Montauk Brewing Company, Fire Island Bicycle Company for all that they provided for us this evening. Love the on-deck circle. Love it. Beer sleeve. Love the Montauk Pumpkin Brew. That's all we have. You can uh, visit us on Facebook. Check out that page. You can go to 
Check out the podcast on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, anywhere podcasts are found. Friend me on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Whatever you need to do. That's all we have for tonight. As always, I am Dan Pachone, and he is Kevin Hennigan. And this has been the Two Drink Minimum. Cheers. Cheers. Peace.